Love black queens with introspective. See the world from a dope perspective. Type that's real heavy on the intellect. Always light on the disrespect. Conversation that keep you engaged. Free speech against the minds of a saving. They can't be the only ones. Now they can't be the only ones. A podcast that streams from coast to coast. Miss Gale and be your lovely host. To hear the show that you ain't alone. Can't be the only ones. No, we can't be the only ones. A podcast that streams from coast to coast. podcast we can't be the only ones i'm gail and i am b and thank you for joining us again this week um we have a very interesting topic to discuss but before we get to the topic we're going to do the moment of gratitude it starts with you hmm? it starts with you hmm. I don't know if I feel a lot of gratitude today. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to pass it to you. Okay. I, if you want to come back around and do it, you can. I am grateful for love in all of its forms. Um, I think that you know, most of the time we think of love as being a relational as in romantic love, but there is love that kind of transcends that, which are, you know, through friendships, um, learning for me and, you know, nature, however it comes, there is love. Um, so I am just grateful for love in all its forms and that I'm able to recognize it as such. So that is what I'm grateful for. Love. Well, that's very good. It's very nice to have love. So we move on to the topic. Mm-hmm. My topic is lost in my emotional distress, causing a huge distraction. Okay. So what are we talking about? It's going to be more or less like a Bible lesson. And the two topics that are going to be covered are self-control and shame. Okay. And self-control is the ability to control one's own actions and feelings. And in Galatians 5.22, it says, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. Those who belong to Jesus Christ have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. And since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit and let us not be conceited, provoking, or envying each other. And the topic came because 
of what happened. A lot of times I relate things of my week and my encounters with people. So today I'm going to relate the encounter I have with Berlin this morning. And my emotional distress from this encounter. And I have to say that through all of this, I feel so ashamed to call myself a Christian. Because I might be the only person someone looks at and sees God. And this morning, when you looked at me, you didn't really see a good example of God. In fact, God was not present. I allowed my emotional stuff cloud my reaction, my response. And I had to leave and go to church. I didn't have to go to church. I could have stayed. But yeah, I, Let me pause you right here. You want to put this on a podcast? Yes. Okay. But I, I still went to church and I was ashamed in church that I came to church as a Christian to say, I love God and I honor God and I didn't behave as such this morning. And in this morning's event, um, I was preparing for church, coming down to put laundry in and B had already put her laundry in. And I got really upset about it, so much so I just tossed my clothes on the floor and proceeded to get ready and go ahead and leave for church. And that was so childish, so juvenile, and just, it was a thing that acting out. And as a Christian, as someone who believes in God and God is so important to me. That's not one of the fruits of the Spirit. The fruits of the Spirit are love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, and gentleness and self-control are their own verse. Mm-hmm. Just gentleness and self-control. Because self-control somehow it does require a gentleness about it, a way to stop yourself from responding or from acting out. And I'm 69 years old, and I should have learned that lesson when I was a teenager. But for some reason today, and I can't blame this. People will say, the devil made me do this. I can't blame this on the devil. This was me having no self-control. And it's also written not only about the fruits of the Spirit, but in Ephesians 4, 29. Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouth, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God for whom you are sealed until the day of redemption. And what I did today grieved the Holy Spirit. And that's a 
That's a direct thing. We are not supposed to grieve the Holy Spirit in our actions and in our behaviors. And there was nothing predicating that or making that. There was no argument. B didn't do anything. She didn't say anything. And it was just such an inappropriate thing. You can't even imagine what that did to me. And, and I'm sure, and it offended you, which you did tell me when I called you before I went into church that it did offend you. And that even struck me, strokes, I can't even say the right word, that, that even hit me even harder. That, that I would do such a thing to you. I mean, if we could pause, I think everyone has moments of reacting in a way. Because I didn't take most of the, again, most things I don't take personal. Because I know it's not about me. You know what I mean? So... When things like that occur where somebody has like a blow up, and I'm not just saying you, I've had it happen with other people where there's a blow up that's just disproportional to what's going on. I don't, I've learned to not take it as it being something about me. Does that make sense? And I'm not saying that there's something wrong with you. I'm just saying that it. The world is crazy right now. Everyone's stressed. But I do feel like, like I mentioned to you earlier, communication will go so far. You know what I mean? Like clarifying everything will go so far before anyone gets offended. And even if something did, you know, that I was just, I was slightly taken aback by it. But it's more so like, Again, since it's more so something that if I were to do something like that, I would have to deal with me. And I think that's the hardest part when it's like yourself. Because you can't pin it on somebody else. But again, I don't take stuff like that too personal regarding when other people have blow-ups and stuff like that. Especially if I'm not quite sure that it's about me. Because unless you tell me it's about me... I'm I'm not going to assume it's about me. But at the same time, like, personally, this is Verlene speaking, I wouldn't, if I were you, but as Verlene, I wouldn't take it as, like, I understand, like, the feeling of shame that may come after doing something that you thought you shouldn't have done. But, I mean, that's where that whole, like, loving kindness comes in. Because you have to be able to at least recognize it, process it, and then still forgive yourself for having that moment. And you're correct in that. But the thing that grieved me so much from it was that I, I profess to be a Christian. I profess to love God, and he's my father. And I put all this on his plate that I'm asking him to do for me. And this is a simple thing I can do for him. I mean, but wouldn't and I be, seem to fall short. But wouldn't that be something just to work on then? Well, yes, it is. And this is part of my, I mean, I came, I, I prayed about it in church. 
And I mean, the entire service, I just wept. But that's my emotional part of me. And then I came home and listened to song and then started looking up scriptures. And, and what does God truly say about this? And, and how can I make it right, not just with you, Berlin, but with God? Because that was an offense to God. I offended him. And who, I don't know, anybody who really goes out their way that wants to offend God. Well, there's some people out there that just, you know, like anarchy, just for the sake of, I mean, you're not an anarchist. So no, like. well, but you know, it's a slippery slope. Yes, and, I like and, All right, Second Peter verse, um, chap, Second Peter chapter 1, verse 5, I'm sorry, verse, it's so teeny tiny, verse 5, for this very reason, make every effort to add to your faith goodness, and to goodness knowledge, and to knowledge self-control, to self-control preservation, to preservation godliness, to godliness mutual affection, and mutual affection is love. That, that, that's a process. And if, if we're looking at it a step by step, we got the goodness, we got knowledge, we got self-control. I'm stumped at three. So I got a ways to get to perseverance. I have to get the self-control together to really have the perseverance for godliness to mutual affection to get to love. It's like a building block process and I'm stuck here. But is it impossible? No, it is not impossible, but you have to acknowledge it. And I don't know why I'm so I'm just emotional today. I don't always acknowledge it. I want to call you up on the phone and say, you know what? I, I need to clear the air with you because I didn't, I said such and such, and then you did such and such. I even came out the, the apology call. I called you to apologize to me, not for me to apologize to you. That is true. So I was, I was truly stuck in it. And, and that's what the pastor said to me today. It was so ironic. He said, this is your distraction. He said, this is how you distract from fixing you. Well, yeah, but people do different things to, okay, FYI guys, I'm <laughs> I'm not drinking liquor. I drank some yesterday because we had a little gathering, but before then, I haven't drank in, um, what, three weeks? And then after that, I'll probably not drink for a while again because I'm bare, I'm limiting alcohol, and it's not like I'm a big drinker. But part of it has to do with my whole vulnerability ride that I'm going on now is that, you know, sometimes you do and I think everybody has a different way of distracting themselves from feeling the, it's not, I don't think people hide from the good feelings, but the bad things that may shake you up a bit. And again, like one of the things that for me with, you know, not having anything to numb me or to run away from regarding how I feel with vulnerability with myself 
it does feel uneasy that you can't just go to your go-to to take that away. Mm-hmm. And I think, again, like, it's almost kind of like, one thing I did realize is that I'm not an alcoholic because I don't miss liquor. But one thing is that you people do go to go-tos when they're either offended or hurt or whatever. Like, I can be very short when I'm offended. Or, like, if I feel hurt or slighted because that's just your defense mechanism that you go to. But... I'll say what my therapist has told me about walls, you know, and the walls that you build. No one builds walls because they're bored. No one just sets out and be like, you know, let me just build a wall because I ain't got nothing else to do. Normally it's because something has happened and then you've had to build this wall to protect you. But then at a certain point in time, you have to realize when you don't need that wall anymore. When it needs to come down. And I think that's part of what it is. It's just like so quick, so in the moment. And I think it's almost like a sense of urgency to get your portion out that you miss the mindfulness of the moment. But it's almost like you have to recognize that it's happening. You got to catch yourself before it, it gets there. Because again... I didn't take that. I was like, if something must have happened to Gal, but she'll figure it out. Like, I didn't take it as something that was for me. I just was like, there's something going on with you that you need to address. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. that's just, it, it is what it is. But you just kind of have to, like, figure out what it is that, like, you go to as a defense mechanism to shield yourself. And and I do kind of know what it is. Because I, I study the word almost daily with friends and, and by myself. And one of the things recently, I'm really big on putting on the full armor of God. And being God's warrior. Mm-hmm. And ready to go into combat. And then... I forget a simple thing in Philippians 2, verses 3 to 5. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourself, not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interests of others. In your relationship with one another, have the same mindset as Jesus Christ. When you study and, and read the Bible as much as I have, my reaction should have been, okay, well, let me, if I was running late, say, hey, B, you know what? I'm going to just leave them here in a little pile. Just kick them around if you want, because I got to go, because I thought I could throw them in. Sorry about that. You know, I hope you don't mind. That would have been maybe not as great to have dirty clothes on the pile on the floor, but that would have been a whole lot better than what I did to respect you and let you know that I respect you and love you. Mm-hmm. And But I didn't. I wasn't about respecting the person, and I didn't respect myself either. So it, it, it was a... 
what do they call that? Um, it was a come to meeting moment. It was a come to Jesus moment for me. Mm. That I had to look at, are you going to follow him? Or do you want to go back out in the world? Because following him requires certain things, certain behaviors, certain responses, and catch yourself sooner than the ride to church and then still trying to make you feel like you did something wrong. So, and, and I, I, you know, I was still beating that band. I didn't want to give it up. I mean, I think we're all, to be honest, girl, you're not the only one. Well, you know what? And I understand that, but I'm the one I got to deal with. I understand that. And I, I don't want to be the one. You don't want to be, we can't be the only one in that. <laughs> I don't want to be the one you don't want to be one. the only one. And, you know, I, I, I put him, I wake up in the morning, I got a sign in my wall. The first thing I say is his name, Jesus. But I walk right out the room, down the steps. It can't be 12 feet. And I ain't being Jesus. <laughs> I have lost I have lost the whole mode and it is so important for me to be that as much as possible and I need to it's so important to me to be that in this house because if I can't be that here the world will swallow me up and spit me out okay I get that but Let's say if we move past to where we are now, right? That was, I don't know, time went up an hour. So I don't know how many hours ago that was. But I mean, where do, right now, for me, it's like, okay, that occurred. You recognize it. You know what the issue is that whatever it is that you feel like you need to work on. And I think that, you know, Back to you, because you said earlier that shame was part of what you Oh, yeah, felt. we didn't even cover shame yet. No, we haven't covered <laughs> shame. But I think that's where you are right now with the shame. But the thing is with shame, you don't want to stay there that long either. Well, no. And shame is defined a painful emotion caused by an awareness of guilt or shortcomings. And I don't know that... I truly knew the whole definition of that, uh. that it was shame caused by my shortcomings. Am I shamed? You know, cause sometimes I think of, I've been shamed because, and this is going to be so shallow. It was a dinner party and I thought you were supposed to dress down and everybody was dressed up and I wasn't dressed. So I guess that is a shortcoming. I was shamed cause I wasn't in an evening gown and everybody else was. Mm-hmm. So, but I, I guess I, I saw it as something that was a little more fixable than it is. It's not a fixable thing. It's a recognition thing. Yeah, but you still can get past. Oh, you, you well, no, you can get past anything, but you gotta, you gotta find where you meet it. Yeah. And, and a lot of times, and I'm gonna say me, I pass by shame. Oh. I, I leave them sitting on the shelf and I pass by. Well, you know what? I can rock this outfit I've got, got on and just act like I'm a million dollars. So I've parked shame. Well, I think, again, 
not to say we can't be the only ones, but I think a lot of people, because shame is not the best emotion to feel when you think about it, you know? No. So I think, again, a lot of people don't sit in it, so it's a whole lot easier to pass it by. Because who wants to sit in that feeling? Which, again, kind of goes back to mindfulness, like, where you are, meeting yourself where you are in that moment and recognizing it. Because if you can recognize, I feel enthusiastic or I feel vulnerable or I feel sad, chances are, if let's say you're feeling vulnerable, that must mean that, you know, chances are you're going to either cower or you're going to, you know, be on the defense. Mm -hmm. And then if you're on the defense, then you're going to attack or you're going to yeah. do a premeditative thing. So I think, again, it's a little bit easier to first go back and say, how am I feeling right now? And I think they have like a feeling will. The only reason why I know this is because, you know, therapy. They have a feeling will yeah. where you can kind of figure out like, okay, today I'm feeling blank or right now I'm feeling this. And if you can name your emotion then you can kind of be like, okay, I might need to watch what I say because right now I'm on edge. Well, and in the Bible, in Proverbs 28, 24, it speaks of that children can shame your parents. And it speaks of also in the Bible that children are easier to come to the Lord than a grown adult. I can see that. And some, and I say that to say, maybe sometimes I, I looked at my shame today as a child because it was easier to look at it like that. Mm-hmm. And maybe, and this might not just, I'm telling you, there's not a time in, in the study of the word or going to church that something is being said that's for somebody besides me. There's, there's somebody mm -hmm. listening that this is echoing to. Take yourself back to to a child and th deal with the shame there and work your way up. And because sometimes it's easier. It's harder as an adult because you think I'm an adult. I can't change. Children are easier to to change, to develop, to do things different than they did them yesterday more as as grown ups. This all you think I can't change. This is it. Take me as I am. But you can think of your child. Be as a child. Be vulnerable as a child and, and find that and change that. And, and that's my plan to, to try to work with this. To get to a place where I can catch myself. It's not to say I'm still not going to be pissed. But I pack it inside. <laughs> and again, I don't even think that it needs to be packed. Like I said earlier when we were discussing it, a clarifying question goes a long way. But see, and that's a good thing. But a lot of times people can't get to that. They can't verbalize because what's going to come out your mouth ain't going to be pretty. So you hold it back until you can gain all of this, bring it back. 
bring it back to it's not about me. How do I show love to this person? Maybe they're not responding the way I want them to. Maybe not they're they're doing something that I didn't think they should be doing. But how do I respond in love? How do I respond? You know, and it's so silly. They have braces that say this. What would Jesus do? Maybe sometimes we need to ask ourselves, what would Jesus do? Yeah, they do. And and so that perhaps we can, you know, a, approach something a little differently than how we initially started out. Because it's hard. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not an easy thing. It is hard recognize that it's hard and I do recognize that it's hard and it was really hard today because I I didn't know exactly what to do with it how do I sort this out Mm -hmm. because it was hard for me to 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 come to grips with myself and my biggest shame was I disappointed God and not that I don't care that I disappoint you, but he's top on the list. <laughs> but I, I was just so stricken by that, that. And how many times do I do this and, and blame someone else? I mean, I can't even be, I don't know, probably multiples because this can't be the only time. I can't be the only one. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it was just such, it, it was you know, I just, and I just researched it and prayed about it. And I need to, in my life, I need to put God more into it. I need to, you know, when I'm speaking, think more of some of the scriptures that I read. This is for me Mm -hmm. to keep me like some people don't have to go to church. They read their Bible, they pray, they stay home. They never cross the door still of a church. And that's, I'm not judging, that's fine. Uh, I, I know people who don't go to church and they're great Christians. They're, they, have a, they have a personal walk with God. But I'm somebody who needs that. I, I need to have that guidance and, and to go to church and, and to be part of it. That's important to me. Hmm. And so today it was a struggle because I just felt like the whole church was like looking up at me going, there she is. That's a shame. <laughs> She's, we're ashamed of you today, girl. <laughs> but nobody did that. I mean, I walked in, everybody hugged and loved on me. And they're like, why are you crying? What's wrong? I can't talk about it. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure there's somebody besides me out there that needed to hear this. No, I get it. Like, again, I think everyone on some level, shape, form, it may come out differently because I'm quick to snap and cuss people out. But I've I've learned to just reel that in because, again, it's what is that saying when you throw a glass on the floor? It's a it's and it's broken into shards. It'll never be that same glass it was before, even if okay. you get every single piece and put it back. Put together. it back together. It's not that same piece of glass that it was before. So you got to think of people and the way you move because people are precious, 
And you never know what may break someone or what may hurt someone until the damage is done. And sometimes the damages that is done is irreparable. And see, that, that grieved me as well. Yeah. Because if I did anything that was irreparable with you, I, I just, uh, that would break me. No, you didn't this time. So you're good. You're good. Again, I'm able. I'm sorry. I know. <laughs> I think I'm going to put this as the cry episode. Get your tissues. Get your tissues, y'all. No, you didn't. Again, because again, like I said, I've, I've come to recognize that, again, like, people are people. People are people. And if it was something that was beyond the point of whatever it was, because when you, when that occurred, I was like, oh, well. <laughs> she didn't say what was wrong. I'm not going to even go there because I got to go get my 10,000 steps in. Time has changed and I got stuff to do. And so I'm okay with certain things. Like, I feel like, again, if it's something that's beyond the point where I feel like I need to say something, I will. But at the same time, I'm, I'm, I, I, I just recognize it as people being people. And again, most people's problems are not my problems. And it's not for me to recognize or deal with or pull out of them. It just isn't. Mm -hmm. and, and I guess my main concern was that, I mean, you do hear me talk about the Bible. You do see stuff that I put up and say. And I mean, I don't want you, don't judge God by me. Well, we we don't believe in the same people anyways, <laughs> so it's fine. No, but I'm just saying, don't don't judge God by me. I'm a work in progress. I, I'm not done. Yeah. When well, I'm done, I'll be in heaven. So, no. No, no, you're fine. And, I, again, I think I can understand the feeling of it throughout the day, and I think I've been there. I know I've been there and not in this situation, but with other people and whatever, where you're just kind of like, OMG, I think I ruined this. And oh, you know what I mean? But the way I kind of deal with things like that is just, again, fine. Let's recognize where my, my, my shortcoming is. And then let me not hide from it. Let me know, like gain a little bit of, Stepping away from myself to see how I'm moving. Because again, I don't, I'm quick with the words. So I got to shut up. I, I have to shut up because I am quick with words that may offend. So again, but that's part of me doing like the whole loving kindness and forgiveness. Like you're already forgiven. Like when it happened, I was like, and we spoke. And I said, have a great day. I was done. Well, I didn't know if that was sarcastic or not. <laughs> oh, no, I, I didn't it. know if that was like that. What is that they say? Oh, I do that in emails sometimes. You know, like, like, have a great day. Hey, um, what is that southern thing they say? Bless your yeah, heart. Bless your heart. Was that like a bless your heart moment? No. But again, <laughs> it's, I think everybody 
can relate to having moments where they wish they hadn't said the things that they said or did the things that they said. And part of it too is what is it? Is the hedonistic? Is it the heat? Is it the hedonistic will? Let me make sure that I'm getting this right. I think it's called the hedonistic will. And is it? No, hedonic. It's the hedonic. So I think part of what it is is like, again, it's easier to be nice to people you don't know. Yeah. Than it is to be nice to those who are close to you after a while because you feel that they will always accept you. Yes. So you take for granted and you move in a way that, again, if it was a stranger, you'd be more mindful of because you're never going to see them again. You're never going to see them again. And people do still want social acceptance. But I mean, when you're, you see people all the time, you just kind of are like, oh, well, they accept me for who I am and that's it. And I could talk to you this way and I could be this That's way to you. Your family. Yes. Your so family. Because it's like, what are you going to do? Kick me out? And I will. So, <laughs> <laughs> I will. I'm good for stuff like that. Like, again, but it's just like, that's, that's just what it is. So I've even had to learn that, is that I need to be more mindful of the way I treat other people, especially those who are close to me. Because you just almost take them for granted because they, not to say you like blend in with the artwork on the wall. But you do. But you almost do. And you kind of have to recognize, which is partly why like I'm so big on gratitude. And back to my gratitude moment, which is love in many forms, because it all matters. Like it matters that I love you as a friend. It matters that. I love Alina as my child. It matters as, you know, I love my coworkers, you know, or whatever the case may be. It matters that I love these things because those are the things, the little things that I can take for granted. It matters that, you know, the sun excites me because I don't want to live in a world where I don't recognize those things. And, and that was the thing, I guess, that grieved me so much when I read that scripture that was the building block of how you get the love. And the third spot was self-control. <laughs> okay, if I'm struggling here, am I ever going to make it to the end? Um. But, and I guess if you don't recognize it and find it, you can never, I can't get to spot four if I'm not willing to work on and resolve the self-control. I mean, you'll get there. And I, and I know that I, I know that I will. And what was two, two other things happened. This was a scripture that somebody just like out the blue. Hold on. Let me pause. What do you need? Just lay down in your bed and turn off the light for now. Just go. I'll see you in a bit. 
And two people, one, they sent me two, two separate different things. And one sent me Colossians 3, 12. Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, close yourself with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. And bear with each other and forgive one another if anyone has a grievance against someone. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. And I, I called her up and said, why'd you send me that? She goes, I was just studying this afternoon and it popped in my head and your name followed. And I thought, I just needed that so much. Thank you so much. She said, well, this is you. She said, it may not be you at this moment because you seem upset, but this is you. Uh You are a compassionate and a kind person. I guess, like you say, we all have moments. Yeah, and I I, I would, again... Sometimes people get caught in the one bad, like we're not the worst thing that we did in our lives or of that day. And I think it's easy to get stuck and browbeat yourself in the worst part. And I, again, I'm not saying don't feel your feelings, feel your feelings as they occur. But then again, you don't want to stay stuck there. No. And then Maddie, she's one of the leaders at church that I work with. She sent a coffee cup that said, be the best encourager you know. So encourage each other and build each other up just as you are already doing. First Thessalonians 5, 11. And I thought, isn't that, that's what I need to do more of that and be the encourager, build each other up. Mm-hmm. And not and not and that even applies to yourself. Don't tear yourself down. Cause it's hard if you tear you down. Mm-hmm. You can't build anybody up. So even if you've lost control and and you are shamed by it, as I am, you got to just take a deep breath and, and step over it. And I have to tell you, this was the hardest thing to do doing this podcast about that but i felt something in me said this is what you need to do Mm -hmm. and it's not just for selfishly for me it's for somebody else too to hear this to know that you can walk through this you know yea do i walk through the valley of death i shall not linger you walk through it and you get to the other side. Mm-hmm. And that's really what this life is about. Mm-hmm. Walking through the good, the bad. But, you know, and like you say, Berlene, it is so important to identify it and then do something. Yeah. And not to wallow in it. Yeah. And if you spilled milk, it's there's also an expression that says about spilt milk. Once you spill it, you can't, the milk is gone. Oh, that okay. may be the expression and not the broken glass. No, I've heard the broken glass one. Oh, the spilt milk one you've heard? I've heard that too. Okay. That's an English <laughs> idiom. That, and English isn't my first language, so sometimes the idioms escape me. But I've but, heard yeah, that one. You can't cry milk. over spilt milk. Yeah, so. See? Look at me, English, second yeah. language. <laughs> so it's. And and I'm not I, I've I've resolved this morning and I, I do 
wholeheartedly apologize for my actions and for the phone call to force you to be at blame. And, and I'm ever so very, here's my moment of gratitude. So ever so grateful for your generosity with me. No problem. I'm Look, sorry. all is forgiven. <laughs> I'm I'm quick to forgive. But I'm I'm just so grateful for your generosity. I do appreciate it. You're welcome. And I you're... almost feel like I'm godly, but not a Christian. <laughs> How do I make this work? You're How? probably more Christian than you know. <laughs> How do I do this? <laughs> no, but it's fine. It's fine. Again, I, I'm able to recognize things, and I was like, Gail must be having a moment. So, <laughs> and I, Gail was surprised she was having a moment because I was fine and dandy till that third step. <laughs> I should look that up. Maybe it's the third. Skip it next time. Skip it. But you might fall. So I don't know. Is there anything? Yeah. But I think shame. I shame will shame will keep you stuck. Shame will keep you stuck. And there, you got to get on the opposite side. You got to move. Well, yes. You got to move somewhere. I think shame should be. You should recognize where the shame is coming from and explore it either with yourself through some medium or, or, you know, therapy, however it works for you. But again, it's almost kind of like recognizing it and recognizing, again, not what triggers you, but how do you respond when you're triggered? And I and, and what you say about shame is true. And I think maybe that's why in the Bible, the reference of the shame is for like a child to a parent mm-hmm. to, you know, because once you were a child, you did as a child. But when you become an adult, you put away childish things. So maybe that's, you know, you need to put away that. Let's not have childish behaviors, which would cause you shame. Oh, okay. You know, so, and, and that was a straight out childish behavior. So recognize that what you're about to do is something a five-year-old would do. You, you would tantamount to having a temper tantrum. So let's rein it in and let's leave childish behaviors to children. Okay. All right. Whew. I feel so much better, Mandy. <laughs> Sure, not the wine. <laughs> no, because I just poured it and I didn't even drink it. Oh, okay. I was, the other thing is I've been drinking the um, cucumber water. Oh. Um, okay, are we, where are we now? Do you want to add anything else or is there any parting things for? Well, no, just, I, I think the parting thing we said, don't stay there. Don't be stuck. Okay. You know, deal with it and, you know, have a better outcome next time. Okay. So we are now at our moment of self-care and um, I like to listen to other podcasts a lot. Um, I, I, I think I just, since I don't like to be around people or I, I work where I'm not necessarily around people a lot, I still want to hear people talk. <laughs> so Baffling. It is. I'm telling you, there are a lot of little things that I do that are just like, what? The opposite of each other. Yeah, it's like I'm on a dichotomy. I'm a dichotomous person. But um, I was listening to the American Psychological Association, the APA, 
they have a podcast, um, their flagship podcast called Speaking of Psychology. And so what they'll have is different um, psychologists or researchers come to talk about different things. And about two weeks ago, they had a neuroscientist, um, Mr. Dr. Richard J. Davidson, founder and director of the Center of Healthy Minds at the University of Madison, Wisconsin. And so he has a degree. Hold on a second. Um, and basically like neuropathology and all this stuff. So, and he also began to study meditation or what began meditation back in the seventies as a way of like, you know, anxiety and ridding himself of it. So as they were talking about it and the benefits of meditation, they mentioned that they have an app. Oh, wow. So the, and it's completely free. So you know how sometimes calm and headspace, there's a fee attached. They're free for like a minute. Yeah, they're free for a minute. This is a completely free app. So it's kind of podcasty in a way where there's like, they'll explain a portion of meditation and then they'll, and then you do, if I were to backtrack of, of, of before all of this, you do like a test and it basically has your, you create your own path because everybody's different. Again, we're not all the same. So, you know, you have the foundation, your awareness, like where you are with connection, where you are with insight and where you are with your purpose in life. So based on all of that, they kind of build to where you are on your skill set. And then it basically kind of gets you to, you know, talk a little bit about meditation. And then there's like a short, or you can do from like five to 30 minutes of like sitting meditation. And they also have one that's active meditation. So I did the active meditation. I try to do it now more, which I think, now that I think about it, I've been doing it already, which is when you're walking, and or you're doing something that you kind of look to see what's around you, you you know feel your feet on the ground like how that feels when you're walking yeah feel the breeze and all of that so again there's different types of meditation that you can do to build upon but it's free which is always my favorite number or price to pay it comes from a reputable university. He's worked with the Dalai Lama regarding, you know, meditation. So, and there's the science to back it up. So that's kind of, you know, back to what you were saying about catching yourself. I think a lot of the times we're moving so fast that we can't catch ourselves. And part of mindfulness is almost quieting it and being aware of where you are so that if you are trying to fulfill a certain purpose or you are trying to be more insightful you can kind of tap into that with those meditations and i've been doing it for two weeks and i will say that i do enjoy it because again you can do an unguided meditation for five minutes or you can do one for 30 minutes or you can do one that's basically like you scanning your body and do one that's active. And I just think that it's a pretty cool 
you know, meditation program to do that's free, especially because I think people kind of get scared of meditation because it's like when you try to clear your mind, you realize there's a lot going on in there. But that's the point. And I know there's some people uh, I've had that um, if I say I'm going to go meditate or something, even to doing yoga, I have somebody who said to me, yoga is like against God. It's ungodly to do yoga. I'm like, what are you talking about? It's not a religion. Yes, it is, you know, because they make you chant. They can't make you chant. And there are yoga classes where there is no chanting. <laughs> yeah. They're just doing the moves to stretch your body. And the same thing with meditation. There's a woman who, who does that meditation process you're talking about on the beach I don't know which Sunday she comes Sunday and it's free. And that's the first where I heard active meditation because she has some people who can't like be still, so to speak. Yeah. So she gives them some things to do and just has them go walk down the beach and then come back mm -hmm. <laughs> so that those who can, you know, relax and be still can still get the benefits of it. So she, that I've seen that. Now I was like, where are they going to meditate? Maybe I should go with them. <laughs> yeah, because it is. I mean, part of it is like, you know, when you start calming your mind, you realize that you have thoughts that come through. And part of it is not even to challenge the thought as it comes through. It's to almost recognize it and let it kind of go past you. And that was the, the thing when you said about walking where you walk, because it was, it was kind of odd when she was like, she told them to go walk the beach and just feel the sand mm -hmm. in their feet and how just think about how that feels with each step. How is yeah. that sand? How deep are you in that sand? And and she did it with a couple of kids that went with an adult yeah. and walked out. And I thought that that's kind of cool. And I think that's why uh, when I walk, I take time to look if I see a butterfly or look at a particular flower and really look at it. Yeah, I like to look at the different colors of green in the neighborhood because we have a lot of trees here. So I like, I'm fascinated with, especially now that we're back in the spring again, there are like the honeysuckle bushes, mm -hmm. you can now smell them. So recognizing different things that, again, you normally probably wouldn't recognize because you're so active and busy and your mind is going on a hundred and I think it's so important to kind of step back even if it's for five minutes if that's all you can do that's all that's you, all you'll you build can do. on that yeah and that's all you can do but I think that everyone um should try at least try whichever benefits and again this is a free app I'll put the link in the um the website, but it's called, if you want to snap out your phone right now, it's called the Healthy Minds Program. And it's completely free. You, you know, you register your email and they just make sure you're not a robot. And then, you know, you do your test and then you just do what you need to do at your own time. Because I, I was difficult to learn to meditate. And the, the woman at the beach said to me, she said, sit and, and listen for the furthest sound. Mm-hmm try to find the furthest sound away and just keep going past that sound and past that sound. She said, then eventually you'll 
be off. Yeah. And and that really worked. That helped me learn how to settle down to meditate. Yeah. So that's that cool. Is and it's fun. free. I like that. Yeah, it's quite free. So Gail, you can go ahead and download that. <laughs> but it's called I the know, healthy. It's free. Yeah, it's free. So it's called the Healthy Minds Program, and I just. I thought I, I thought I tried it out for two weeks just to make sure that it seemed okay, but I'm loving it. And again, you can kind of skip around in any of the way you want to do, or you can kind of do it where you're not even on a plan and you're just skipping around to what makes sense to you. And what's he, is he Dr. Gretel Martinez? No, no, it's Dr. Richardson. It's called the Healthy Minds Program app. A free guided mindful app. It comes up like this with the ATM. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So it's that one. Because first I got some doctor. Yeah, it's Healthy Minds Program. Because apparently there's a lot of places that's called Healthy Minds. Mm Mm-hmm. So I would say take a look at it. They have very high ratings. And then, you know, let us know if it works for you. Well, I feel better. This therapy session helped. I need to be paid. (laughs) I'm already paying one. I can't afford two. (laughs) I need to be paid. All right. So as always, I'm not going to lie. This episode is probably going to come out on Tuesday because daylight savings time began and I got to get up early in the morning. Um, So as always. (laughs) Well, that's true. That's true. So, as always, be safe. Be well. Be easy, my easies. Be blessed. Have a great one. Bye. Bye.